Hi, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way. But it wasn't always easy and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from Timeless Principles and today's cutting-edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. I love working with real estate agents who have a vision of tapping into their potential and going all in on their transformation to create a business that truly works for them. Sometimes they are seasoned agents who have been around the block but see the next level on the horizon and they just need a little bit of help navigating the path. Other times they are part-timers looking to make the leap into real estate full-time. And others are total newbies who are just starting out with nothing but drive and cold hard determination to achieve their goals. They envision a world where their business attracts dream clients, work is done on autopilot, The overwhelm stays at bay and they feel fully in the driver's seat of their biz. And because I have worked with so many agents who find themselves on this journey, I can spot the questions and limiting beliefs that hold them back from truly giving it their all. And some of these might even sound familiar to you. I'm talking about the questions that each and every aspiring top producing realtor asks that have the potential to put those big dreams on ice and keep your passionate, creative, capable, community impacting self in limbo, waiting for permission to go for it. These are questions like, why would anybody want to hear about what I have to say on social media? Or I just can't get referrals. My database doesn't show up for me. Do I really have anything that sets me apart from my competition? And I know I want to make the leap, but I'm afraid. Can it really work for me? Questions like this are powerful enough to stop any agent in their tracks. And it's a huge reason behind why I work with so many real estate pros in the Market Authority Academy. And I want you to know that if you've struggled with these thoughts, there's a place for you in this industry. You are exactly who this industry needs and your clients need what you have to offer. You might just need a little bit of a nudge in the right direction. Is that fair? (laughs) And so in this episode, I want to help you push through that self-doubt to make those big decisions, take those big risks, and go to bat for the dreams that you know are possible. In fact, I am gonna share with you stories from four successful realtors who share exactly how they worked through self-doubt and imposter syndrome as they created a business and life that they really, truly love. 
And of course, I'm gonna share a few behind the scenes stories from my own business because there's not a single realtor in history who doesn't battle with imposter syndrome and self-doubt on the rig, trust me. Before we begin, I did want to share the one thing that made the biggest difference in my ability to try new, challenging, scary things in my own real estate business that set us up on the trajectory for attracting dream clients on the regular. And that was having a roadmap to remove guessing games and overwhelm and a community to cheer me on along the way. And I want this for you too. So that's why we have created a brand new live online training event open to realtors everywhere. Join me on Wednesday, May 25th, where I will be walking you through the exact steps that you need to take to stop chasing leads and start attracting them. I'm sharing a ton of new content, including how to create an irresistible brand that helps you stand out from your competition, the marketing strategy that establishes your database and network for lifelong clients and referrals, and the exact systems and workflows that will make it all feel effortless and make delegating a breeze. It's totally free where you can learn with a community of like-minded agents how you can create a modern real estate business that will grow with your goals and offer you more income, freedom, and flexibility than ever before. Head on over to the show notes to learn how to sign up and save your seat. I only do one to two live events per year, so don't miss this one. Okay, for now, let's meet my agents. First, let's hear from Abe Novi, who left a well-established 18-year career to start from scratch in the real estate business. He had every fear any other agent would, ha would have, but went on to close 37 deals in the first 11 months of being full-time in real estate. Wow, right? Abe understood the importance of having a roadmap of success and a community of support. So he joined us in the Market Authority Academy, as well as made other strategic decisions to put his business on the right trajectory. Don't just take it from me. Hear what Abe has to say about making this giant leap of faith. We talked in May and I had those two contracts, maybe three at that time. And um, uh, Daniel, hi. Uh, we had uh, we had this conversation. It was the first time I met him in person at the office. And I was like, Hey, how are things going for you? Cause I knew he had just started in January, you know, and, I, and he's like, Oh, pretty good. And I asked him how his numbers were looking, you know, he's like, Oh, I have like 10 contracts right now. And I was like, 10 contracts. Like, oh my God. Like, I got to get going. And I mean, literally within two months I had at one time, like 10 or 11 pending contracts, you know? And so, so it was kind of like a big, like kick in the pants, you know, to like get out there and just work a little more and do things. But at the same time, like I said, I really wanted to, you know, make sure that I was taking the time that I wanted to take. Um, so I probably could actually be building my business a little faster. Um, but I've enjoyed, I've just, honestly, I'm just enjoying myself too. You know, I, I, I probably took more time off than I should have in Q4 last, you know, October, November, should December. Have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of normal, I guess, around this time for people to take time, but, um, yeah, for me, I, I just really had to, you know, um, take that extra time basically, but, but what's happened so far, um, and really, you know, uh, you know, shout out to the market authority Academy. So, um, you know, I, I really can't say enough how much it's helped me because I was trying to uh, earlier when I was thinking about like talking about this, that, 
I was trying to think, okay, well, how can I really put this so that it makes sense? Because I, I listened to something that you said with somebody the other day where they were talking, you were asking, you were telling them how agents come in and they ask you for the strategy. They're like, oh, I want the strategy. I want the strategy, like all this other stuff, you know, we can get woo about, like you say, you know, we can get woo about it, but I want the strategies. Like, and I think that they're missing the point that the systems are the strategy. Like yeah. the system is the strategy and having those systems in place is something I didn't have between April and August. And since joining and, you know, having you as a coach, it really changed things because it puts everything in perspective as to, you know, the, those systems are there for a reason. When you have those systems in place, it allows you to free up your time. It allows you to, you know, get the things done that you need to do um, and still be able to help your clients and give them great service. And so, um, so I've worked on that you know, I, I probably could be better about some of those systems, just to be honest. But sure. um, at the same time, I'm doing it at a pace that I like. Um, I'm starting to see. So last year, my referral or not referral, but my my like sphere business from my own circle, um, which I have a pretty big circle because I've been here for so long and, sure. you know, I've done so many things in San Antonio. But my my own sphere, I did six transactions with four different people. Um, there's a couple other people I worked with that we tried to get going, but you know, for whatever reason, couldn't you know whether it was you know not being able to you know get approved or whatever sure. you know situation was. But um, I, I had four, and so just since September or October, I believe, when I really kind of dug into everything. Um, I've had roughly about 17 appointments with people from my sphere. Um, I've got, I I haven't had any, I've got one transaction pending with somebody. Um, I have a listing coming up with somebody and then I have, um, two people that are buy sell that we're getting kind of through the process. So it's going to be a month or two probably before everything really gets going. Um, but one of them is sphere and then the other one is her mom. So that's a referral from yeah. her. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's really starting to take off, uh, when it comes to that. And I mean, they're reaching out from everywhere from text to social media and, um, some of the phone calls that I'm making as well. I, I kind of wondered at first, like, okay, what are the differences between joining and just watching this stuff? And then when I joined, it was like, I mean, I think we, I came in and we were right at the point where you were about to do like the business planning sessions. Mm -hmm. And that business planning session was like mind blowing. I mean, it was, it was tough, you know, especially the, just the budgeting part, you know, like figuring out your own budget and everything, but it, it made such a difference. And, um, so I'm, I'm just, like I said, grateful for that. Well, thanks, Abe. Um, can I ask a, a, a probing question on top of that? So a lot of times agents don't really know exactly how much support they're going to need until they're like way into, into it. Right. Yeah. So you straight up went and joined a team and you joined my program. What were you hoping my program would do for you that the team was not, or, or maybe just in addition to that? 
Yeah, so so we had on the team when I joined, and it's it's changed a little bit since I joined, but we had what we call what they called their success coaching department. Mm-hmm. Um, it was for all the kind of newer hires, people that were in their first year of real estate, or people who were coming from like you know, even if they'd been in real estate for a little while, maybe not had the success that they wanted. Um, and so um, you know, uh, I hate to overuse the word shout out, but shout out to Kendall for being the success coach putting up with us and really dealing with all the questions that we had and everything. Um, You know, so the team provided a lot of that support, but at the same time um, they're dealing with so many people and we could reach out, we have the Slack channel, we could, you know, ask all the questions. So there was a ton of support, but I felt like as much as I was getting that support, that support was really just, to me, at least, it was just about like, okay, what do I do with this contract? Okay, well, what do I do in this situation when my buyer asked me this question? Or what do I do when I have to write something about this house into the contract? And it was more specific, I guess, about transactions and how to do that. Um, and what I was looking for outside of that and it took me a while to, to realize, because you say like people kind of get into it and they're in it for a long time before they understand. Um, it took me a little while to kind of understand this too, is that I needed that extra push for building the business, like for actually like understanding what do I do beyond the transaction? Like, what am I doing? You know, what kind of follow-up am I need, do I need to do? You know, what kind of follow-up can I do? Am I sending cards? Like, you know, all those little things. And so I think the team, and I, I would probably say that most teams, I would imagine at least from what I'm hearing from other agents are kind of like this. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of them don't even get the support that I got on my team, which, yeah. you know, I hate to hear that, but, you know, good You've luck. You've got a sweet and, setup. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, we have a really great team. So, um, so, you know, I, I really needed that. And, and I'll say that, that there's two people on the team. Um, I call them my mama birds, Kelly and Emily, you know who you are, you know how important you are to me. Um, they, they are, they were such a huge help in kind of really getting me to understand that like, that's something that was really important was building that business side of it. Um, and so, you know, they, they kind of, that's why I call them mama birds. They took me under their wing a little bit, taught me a whole lot about some things. And, and it, around that time is when I realized like, you know, I really probably need to get a coach. And so if I could, if I could tell new agents, anything is, you know, yeah, get your feet wet a little bit, but like, you know, you look at pretty much everybody that's high level at anything, even the high level, like eight, like our team leaders, they have a coach, mm-hmm. you know, they've been in business for 10, 11 years um, built this team of now over 30 agents and, you know, number one in the country on Zillow, all this stuff, they have a coach too, you know, and you look at all the best, you know, athletes, they, they all have coaches. And so, um, it's kind of interesting that like, you know, being in a sales business and a sales environment for so long that the, the auto industry doesn't have anything like it. 
Like it really yeah. amazes me. And I think, I think though, it's just the difference between being independently, like they'll have trainers at the dealership and stuff. Um, but the, being independently, uh, you know, a sole proprietor, you know, essentially is that, that you're on your own. So you've got to find somebody, whereas a dealership kind of provides trainers and people there. But, um, but yeah, having, having a coach, um, I, I just, I felt like I got to that point where I just knew it was going to be something that I needed. Now, I want to share how Lindsay Fricks put herself on the traje trajectory hey to triple her business and scale to the next level, not by doing more, but by doing the right things with consistency thanks to implementing better systems. After her first year in real estate, she had a problem. In her words, her database was not showing up for her. She had built a business primarily doing open houses, but we know that isn't scalable or sustainable, and she wanted her weekends back and she missed her family. Instead, she put together an incredible marketing plan on and off social media and her database and pivoted primarily to referrals and organic Instagram leads. Her business grew amazingly to almost 20 million in 2021 and has her sights on even higher levels in 2022. I'll let Lindsay explain how she scaled her business with authenticity and relationships to attract her dream clients in droves. I was kind of reflecting back on, so we started MAA together two years ago, this January was really when we um, started going through all of the modules and I built out the systems that I still use every single day. And uh, funny enough, my husband now is doing them as well. So it's really exciting to see. <laughs> Um, but I learned really through social media how important consistency is and the kind of habit stacking, if you will, of um, I'm consistently showing up on social media and I'm very regimented on when people that can expect my newsletter to land in their inbox. They can expect my monthly marketing update blog to land in their inbox. And so there's things that people really appreciate ongoing that aren't super flashy or expensive. Mm -hmm. I mean, those things that I just mentioned are my time only and maybe a little bit of expense from a digital marketing support to get them out to my, to my database. But, you know, it's, I started tracking my database from day one. So I had all of these people in there um, and, you know, you keep, they keep building on each other. And so you mentioned consistency. I think social media for me is like the one shining star. And when I started on social media three years ago, I was posting consistently and showing up, but it took a year for me to really feel like anyone was out there listening. Mm -hmm. And then it took me another year to start to monetize it. And so last year, I would say the shift really wasn't necessarily the volume that I did or the transactions that I did. It was where the volume was coming from. And I saw six figures from Instagram alone last year. Yes. So, so yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember you telling me that that was possible. And I was like, no, it isn't. It's free. So it can't be that <laughs> good or a lie. Um, but you know, it, it really is. And today I get at least, at least, I'm not joking, one solid qualified buyer per week mm -hmm. from Instagram for the last, say, three months. Yeah. Um, very consistently. I mean, I would say over 50% of my people right now have contacted me for the first time through Instagram as app, whether they were referred by somebody else or what people are going to that platform. And so the consistency on that and just kind of the digital marketing collateral with your newsletter and my blog 
Um, I took my blog from four times a month down to one, and I thought that might have a huge impact and it had none because it turns out the things that people really care about are the market update blogs. Mm -hmm. So that's really what they wanted to see. So in reality, you know, I just kept, I did keep the same plan, but I think there's going to be some tweaks to it to make it more efficient, to make it more profitable. Um, That's not a word that was part of my vocabulary over the last few years. I um, was kind of in the camp of, you know, you've got to spend money to make money. And I'm to the point where I've spent the money, I've laid the foundation, I can trust that my relationships are strong enough and real, and that it's going to go into the future. So I'm just going to keep doing kind of what I was doing. Um, You know, we've talked about like, oh, should we be farming? Should we be doing all of these other things? And the answer for me right now is no, I'm really happy with the direction of my business. And I've been consistently focused on more personal development, which leads to professional development uh, than anything over the last year. So, so yeah, I'd say consistency in everything that you do, your morning routine, but Instagram's probably been like the biggest just ROI that you can see, you know, I spend this much time doing it and this is what I got from it. And it was a great salary. So I'll take it. That's so cool. Um, I think it's really interesting too, because you're at that place where you have enough data now to start making those decisions of like, what does scaling actually look like for me? Is it maxing out conversion rates across all my lead sources or is it time to diversify? And I think that a lot of times the, um, the propensity is to start to diversify sooner than, than necessary, which is why some agents like overspend for example, on the farming, or they go to um, buying internet leads before they're actually prepared and and ready, like they don't have the infrastructure yet. So um, looking at your conversion sources, where do you think you still have a lot of like juice left to push um, before you start getting crazy with like bringing on other lead sources? I really think I just need to refine my ongoing communication with my past clients and my sphere, I, I feel like I, I get great. I give myself an A on those, but I still think that there's room for improvement. Um, and here's why this is a great example. So yesterday I was kind of reflecting and I thought of a client that I met um, three years ago in an open house, my, one of my first open houses in Kierland, uh, Ron and Maria Dinkle, incredible couple from Bozeman, Montana, looking for a second home here. And I looked with them, we looked for about five months and they ended up closing, you know, six months after I met them and I stayed in contact with them. And yesterday, I don't know why they just popped into my brain. I was like, instead of, you know, just knowing that they're getting my drip campaigns on my you know newsletter or whatnot, I decided to just type him out an individual email. And within 30 minutes, he called me and told me his neighbor is looking for a second home in Phoenix and would love to meet with me. They're going to be here in two weeks. So I think it's just more of like those one-on-one touches and continuing to build um, really close tight-knit relationships with people. So you can automate to a certain extent and, you know, automate with authenticity and where it comes from the heart and everything that I do, I prepare myself, um, and has my, you know, my fingerprints and my voice all over it. I don't outsource that intentionally. 
Um, but I do think this year is going to be really focused on bringing in those clients that are my ideal clients and making sure that I'm continuing to strengthen relationships. So I'm focusing on doing more kind of one-on-one or smaller type um, engagements. So that way I'm just really um, deepening the relationships that I already have versus spreading myself out so thin across a bunch of relationships. I think um, the fewer, bigger, better is what my mantra is for 2022. So it's going to be fewer events. And the ones that I'm going to do are going to be, you know, bang up out of the park, but I'm not going to do five. I'm going to do two. Um, so everything that I'm going to do is just going to be, uh, pack a real strong punch, but I'm not going to do as kind of peppery. I'm not going to try and spread myself thin and do everything. I'm going to do the things that I'm doing well. So past clients are one. Now I have almost a hundred past clients in three years, which is literally <laughs> mind blowing to me that I have a hundred families whose lives I've touched and who have touched my life mm-hmm. um, and helped me grow and get to this point. And then I have a database of about 400 of other people that are just kind of in that no like, and trust zone um, that I think will come to me eventually have come to me for advice or maybe just, you know, in my um, atmosphere. So I think those, those with what I currently have, I think I could have a successful long-term business off of the people that I just know now, if I appropriately engage um, deepen and strengthen those relationships and continue to consistently show up like I have in the past. I love that. Now I'm excited to introduce you to Rory. Rory is like a lot of part-time agents who know that taking the leap could garner incredible rewards for business, but deal with familiar fears and insecurities. But with the right plan, a little confidence, and a lot of faith, Rory took the leap and exploded his business within six months. Not only does Rory now have more freedom and flexibility to enjoy with his children, he closed 17 transactions in the months after going full-time and now also earns more income than ever. He shares his story about his fears of taking the leap and how it all fell into place now. I gave myself, (laughs) I felt like it kept moving my goal. Like, okay, if I can get two in escrow, then it'll give me enough time to do X, Y, and Z. And then I realized as I spent more time in real estate, I was able to get more and, and it, it started to roll. And I still was hesitant, like, well, once these three are done, like, what do I do next? And it was a hard transition. And I think a lot of it for me, and I've been thinking about this since we talked a week ago, um, when I was part-time, I had a very short window of opportunity to work in. Like it was like, two hours a day or three hours, whatever it was. And when would you do it? When would you do it? Would you do it before or after? Or how did that look? It would depend on whatever the day was because my schedule fluctuated so much that oh, that's hard. it was really tough to like, hey, Saturday morning at 8 a.m., let's go look at a house. Like who looks at houses at eight o'clock in the morning? But that just happened to be my opportunity, right? And I worked it out really well. Um, I was pretty upfront and honest with my clients that, you know, I'm working different things. You know, like I wasn't saying I was a part-time agent because I knew I probably wouldn't get the work if I said, I'm a part-time agent. I'm only here part-time. Like no one's going to want that. Um, Cause I was going against some pretty big agents in the area. So for me, it was just that transition. And I've realized the biggest fear I had was I'm a very oriented schedule oriented person. And I feel like I had two hours a day here, an hour here and a day here. And I was very productive in that time. Super productive. Nice. And then when it went to, now I have 24 hours in a day, like, what do I do next? <laughs> like, and it was that, that it was scary to me. Like, how do I know what to do if I've never done it before? 
Mm-hmm. Like, how do I know what Stephanie says is real? Or how do I know that somebody else says is real? Like I, I've never done it before. So I have no frame of reference whatsoever. And so that jump is absolutely terrifying. But I will tell you on the other side of terrifying was absolute bliss. Like it's not just a little transformation. I mean, we're talking massive. As long as you stick to your plan, right? Like that's that's probably the hardest part to do. But once you stick to it, it's just different. The stresses are different. The schedule is different. The money is different. Um, and I will say I've tripled my income in six months compared to last year doing some very simple things that I learned in the market authority. And I'm excited to see what next year holds um, in that path. I mean, it's just massive. And I'm not saying that everybody that transitions from part-time to full-time is going to make that. It's planning, right? And really getting your ducks in a row and uh, and then committing. Like it's enough to write on paper, but you just got to, if you're thinking about it and you really think you can do it and you feel like, you know, this is the avenue you want to go, thing I always tell myself is what's the worst that could happen? I'd have to go find another job, right? But at least here I can say I've given it my best. And, you know, I I am so surprised because you and I had this conversation a year ago and you said, what's your goal for next year if you were to leave? Because our plan was to leave January last year or this year. And I waited all the way till April. It took me some time to like get my feet underneath me and really commit to you. Um, But then once we did April, I had one in escrow and I had a few clients that were ready. And then it's just been exploding since then. And I got no regrets whatsoever. It's been the best move. I've spent so much more time with my kids in the last six months than I have in the last six years. And that makes it all worth it, right? hundred percent. Cause I do it for the kids. Like the money's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I love spending time with my kids going golfing, having fun with them and doing things that they love to do. It's, it's and, and what, a, what an example, like what a generous example you get to give to them and give them that perspective of like, I, it, you can bet on yourself and you can take those risks. And if you really do it strategically, if you work hard enough, if you really put yourself out there and be vulnerable to that end, you can achieve some really cool things. So I think that from both sides of the perspective, even allowing to to show that to your kids when they're their age, like high school age, they have a little bit of comprehension on what that might look like. That's really exciting too. Um, so tell me, let's talk numbers a little bit. So going into the into the new year was the plan of like, you need to get serious about going full time. What in your mind did you need to have to feel good about leaving the nine to five? Like what were those metrics that you're like, okay, I've hit it. This is it. We got to go. I could say last year I did like three or four transactions and it was kind of a buildup. Um, it was coming towards the end of the year when I was starting to spend more time. Right. And I knew that that wasn't going to be enough because my goal was to pay things off so that I had a less of a financial footprint. And I think that was my, my big goal. So I spent a lot of time suffering and not making any money. Like I did real estate, I made a bunch of money, but it was just hundred percent of it just got put to the things that I wanted to get rid of, whether it was credit card debt, um, school debt, whatever it was, I got rid of everything before I made that leap. Congrats! Um, and it was, it came a lot quicker than I thought it was because I was putting a hundred percent of that stuff into those areas. Like I get a full paycheck and it was like off. Didn't even look at it. Like it's gone. Like I can't, I can't think of it as an income. Just think of it as getting my financial footprint to zero. And it was such a relief to get, I, I didn't get all the way there, but I got really close where I'm like, okay, at this point, 
Now it's just, I'm just count, you know, this, this is just splitting hairs at this point. Like, let's just move forward. I'm wasting too much time. Let's get, now I was at a breaking point where I was spending more time in my real estate business than in my nine to five. And I'm a really loyal person. So I feel like I went to my boss and said, this is what I need. This is where I'm at. This is what I've been doing. She's like, you've been working real estate this whole time. I'm like, yeah. And she said, I had no idea. You did such a great job. Like you never asked for time off. You never left early. You never came in late. Um, she goes, whatever you need towards the end, just let me know. I'll be more than happy to help you out. And so it really helped um, kind of catapult me to that last four to six weeks. But it was really like I needed, my goal was to have two in escrow and two more like listings or buyers that were the real buyers, right? Like the ones that were going to transact with me, um, not just potentials. And once I had that, I had two in escrow and I had two more as soon as I left and I had two more on top of that. And then listings just kept coming and they've never stopped. Um, and it's been month after month after month. It's just been absolutely phenomenal. So it, it took like two or three in escrow and then two or three out. So I knew that I had potential for growth that would take me because my footprint was so tiny that at that point, every sell could take me three or four months and then another three or four months and I sold. So it helped understanding like my financial planning last year, my business planning really helped because it put everything into very finite detail. This is what I need for child support. This is what I need for what I have bringing home. This is what I need to make 100% of the time without question. Mm -hmm. And my goal was to have enough, at least three or four months built up so that I could survive if, you know, I wasn't as good as I thought I was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily you were better. <laughs> yeah, luckily I was, uh, I didn't realize my potential getting into this. So it was, it was really great. Not, not a surprise to me. Last but not least, I am excited to share a bit of Bethany's story with you. Bethany is a busy mom of four in Tennessee and takes her family commitments seriously. That means the old school real estate methods are not really a good fit for her like many other modern families out there. Bethany wanted to go all in on real estate and found creative ways to stand out from her competition and bring in an incredible amount of business. She grew from eight closings her first year to almost 60 her second and now closes 13 deals and more a month. That is a ton of work, obviously. And so she implemented systems from the Market Authority Academy to attract more deals every week and stayed curious on ways to fortify her business to maintain her growth while honoring her family commitments along the way. She shares it best here. I learned really quickly that if real estate isn't your number one career and something that you want to do lifelong, there are so many like part-time agents and I realized that I could do well in this because I wasn't just a part-time agent that just needed to do X amount of deals to make X amount of money for my family. I'm just not that type of personality. So I was like, I'm throwing myself into this um, and it's paid off. I have so many questions. This is so exciting for me. Okay. So recap really fast. You did nine deals the first year and then jumped way up to 50 or 60. And that was a lot from networking and just putting yourself out there and making new connections, like building your database, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So networking with other realtors. Okay. Um, Locally or out of state? Uh, locally and out of, so out of state has really uh, actually been a big thing as of like the last four or five months through Instagram, actually. Um, I've done a lot of uh, networking with other realtors and giving them a referral or referral to me. 
Um, and so, but a lot local um, stuff. I'm doing more outside now. Um, now that I feel like I've got the local thing secured and I have my husband to like send him to things so I can go to other things. Uh, but yeah. Okay. I love that. So one of the things that we talk a lot about is understanding our, I guess some might know it as our unique selling proposition, but what makes you unique and why should somebody hire you over your competition? And so as a newer agent, you're out there networking. What was that conversation like? Like, how did you decide? And you kind of touched on it, just knowing that you're going to be a full-time as opposed to part-time agents. But I know there's, there are way there, there are plenty of full-time agents that were your competition too. So how did you learn how to stand out and really build in that confidence with these contacts that you were making that you were like the perfect fit for them? Yeah. So, uh, one of the things I've learned from you and from listening to other things, um, when I was a newer agent too, I listened to a ton of podcasts, read a ton of articles and just kept educating myself. And Mm -hmm. so whenever I would go to these networking events, you know, everybody has questions or, you know, on Instagram or whatever. And um, it wasn't so much about me saying how I was different than other people. It was more about educating them and bringing value to uh, their lives, whether they were going to use it for themselves or bring it back to somebody else. And so one of the things that people tell me a lot is like, you can tell you're so passionate about this and you know so much about it and you just like light up and love it. Um, and so um, just talking to, to talking to people and just like educating them and teaching them about real estate because so many people, I mean, it's one of the biggest purchases investments of their life, but they have no clue of the process. Um, and so, yeah, I think just bringing education and value to people's lives is um, has been really big for me. I love that. And this might be kind of a tough question, but how is that different from just throwing information out there? Yeah. So I think uh, for me, like I don't just give information. I also give the backstory and the process behind, behind the information. Okay. So, so kind of listening to like their story and understanding how it's relevant to that context, I think. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think that that's, that's what makes like the big difference when it, when I've found that it clicks, it's going mm-hmm. that extra mile to like, listen and understand. Yeah. Um, because it's easy just to like throw out things that are Googleable. Right. But it sounds like you're doing way more than that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then just, I think realizing people um, like are of value and one of my biggest um, things is I, I don't want you to just to be seen as a transaction. I want you to be seen as a transformation of life that you're going to go through by working with me. It's not just, you know, getting a paycheck at the end of the day. I want you to know everything that happened in this transaction. So when we go through it and you go through it, you can go tell your friends and family, like, I now know this about real estate. I know that about real estate. And so that you could almost handle the transaction on your own. I'm not scared of that. Um, so, yeah. I love that. So you you mentioned social media. How is social media playing into how you're continuing to build this business three years in almost two and a half? Yeah. So social media is something I've always been passionate about. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned yet, but I also have four kids. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And businesses and a marriage. Um, and so uh, I've always wanted to do more with social media and I knew that I could. 
I, I know, I feel like I know how to use it. Um, I just have, did, wasn't consistent with it just because of all the other things I was trying to educate myself on and learn and stuff. And so I feel like I'm just now getting into actually growing my Instagram mm-hmm. um, like I know how to do. Uh, but now I'm so busy. I need, I need more help, honestly, is what it comes down to. Uh, but social media is huge. Uh, I at least get one lately in the last, I don't know, three to six months, at least, at least one like hot lead a month. And then, I mean a month, a week. And then sometimes it's three to five. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you do a lot of like video and reels and stuff. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of video, a lot of stories. Um, I want to do more lives. I've done a couple. Uh, I do want to do more videos. I have content created. I just need to put it out there. Um, But it's not just that. I've learned with Instagram that it's also about um, cultivating your um, community through a social media platform. Mm -hmm. And sorry, my dog's going to bark. And so just uh, actually building some of the greatest relationships on Instagram and engaging with people. You don't, I'm, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big engager more than like content right now. I feel like there's so much more content that's in my head that I can do, but engaging is really big as well. Do you have any kind of like a system between how often you're posting versus how often you're engaging? Or do you just try to do it like whenever you can? Like if you get that five minutes of downtime, you're whipping out the phone, you're just trying to talk to people. My husband drives me around. He's like my chauffeur. Um, So it's usually when I'm in the car um, that I'm engaging with people if I'm not on the phone or writing an offer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's I need to be better at time blocking. It's just so, so hard in this industry. Um, and I feel like that's somewhat of an excuse. Uh, but it is hard because if I get a call to go show a $2 million home, like I'm going to go show it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but that is something that I have put as my goals for my 90-day vision plan. Oh, I love that. From from Market Authority? Yes. Is that not the best exercise? Just like it. side note, I I was actually just working on mine too because we're heading into Q3 and I'm like, oh, so many dreams. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's good to see it every day and remind yeah. yourself because you can get so busy and just forget. And as for me, almost eight years later, sure, some days are still a struggle, but it does get better. Trust me. Self-doubt doesn't have to hold you back from living the big dreams that you have for yourself. And it doesn't have to keep you from creating incredible impact for your clients and your community. Sometimes it's the voice in your head saying you can't that allows you to say sometimes for the first time, actually, I can. That is big power in that small but mighty statement. And with those few words, you can become unstoppable. So if you're looking at 2022 and wondering if this can be your year, I'm here to tell you it can, and you don't have to go it alone. So join me on Wednesday, May 25th at 10 a.m. PST for our live training event where you will get the tools, support, and strategy that you need to take your business to where you want it to go. I cannot wait to hang out with you, and these seats are going to fill up so fast. So head to the show notes to save your seat for free so that you can join me live at this event next week. For now, thanks so much for tuning in today. Until next time, keep on crushing it. 
Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.